It's Tuesday, February 14, 2012. This idea, this politicization of science called man-made global warming. Republican insane clown posse rolls into CPAC. We need to reduce our dependence on foreign oil by ending the subsidies for oil companies and doubling down on clean energy that generates jobs and strengthens our security. Obama calls again for ending taxpayer oil industry subsidies. Plus, global warming is impacting chocolate. Okay, now it's personal. Happy Valentine's Day. No chocolate for you. All of that and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. If we're serious about manufacturing, we have to eliminate the Environmental Protection Agency, which is a job-killing agency. You know, you can't just put the words job-killing before everything you don't like. That was the job-killing Newt Gingrich at the job-killing CPAC conference as he runs for job-killing... Uh, President of the United States, or something. This is your job-killing Green News Report. Okay, Des, it was a wild and wooly weekend with all of the Republican candidates descending upon CPAC, the biggest quote-unquote conservative conference of the year, and they brought the global warming denier crazy with them. Yes, the crazy train arrived at CPAC, that annual gathering of Republican operatives, and you heard Newt Gingrich earlier blaming the loss of U.S. manufacturing jobs on the EPA. It's the EPA's fault. But the current frontrunner, former Senator Rick Santorum, turned up the froth again, claiming President Obama Try to get control not only of the healthcare system, but of the energy industry, the manufacturing industry, and using this facade of man-made global warming. Ah, the facade of man-made global warming. Yeah, and you know what's surprising to me about this is that the big boys in the corporate media don't even bother to ask him about the fact that he is a global conspiracy theorist. You're right, they don't, but uh, we kind of expect that of them by now, don't we? Yes, we do. Stepping away from the insanity for a moment, President Obama released his proposed federal budget for 2013 this week. Of course, the budget will undergo many changes, but it does provide a roadmap to the president's vision for the country. Among other energy and environment initiatives, at a speech at Virginia College, he called for fighting the budget deficit by eliminating taxpayer subsidies for the fossil fuel industry. That would save roughly $40 billion over the next 10 years. Where have I heard that before? Pretty much every speech he's ever done. (laughs) That's right. Although Obama again promised and all-of-the-above strategy that includes fossil fuels, his budget also increases funding for clean energy research, wind and solar projects, science and engineering education and training, and conservation programs. And let's not forget that just last week, the Obama administration approved two more nuclear plants to be built in the southeast. But at the same time, they also approved nine more wind and solar projects across the west and offshore. Which one do you think will blow up first? Good point. And while the president's budget blueprint cuts $105 million from the Environmental Protection Agency, according to Think Progress... The job-killing Environmental Protection Agency. According to Think Progress, some ominous wording is buried deep in that EPA budget request. They're begging to save crucial programs to, quote, reduce greenhouse gas programs before it is too late. Don't tell Rick Santorum. Meanwhile, Senate Republicans are determined to force through approval of the controversial Keystone XL pipeline by attaching an amendment 
mandating the pipeline's construction onto a must-pass highway funding bill. Bill McKibben of Climate Activist Group 350.org is calling on the 99% to take a stand against the Keystone XL pipeline, joining with the Sierra Club, MoveOn.org, and other environmental groups by sending a million signatures to the Senate. The petition is nearing one million signatures. You can add yours at 350.org. So while Republicans are building a bridge to the 19th century, things are a little bit different over in the European Union, where they're also building more energy capacity, only in renewables. Wind and solar generated more than two-thirds of new electricity capacity in the European Union just last year. Hey, it's Valentine's Day this week, but apparently global warming hates the most important part of the day, chocolate. A new study from the International Center for Tropical Agriculture says that rising temperatures are already affecting cocoa trees in West Africa, the world's most important cocoa-producing region that provides half of the world's supply. The study projects that by 2050, drought and heat waves will severely impact West African cocoa production, severely curtailing the world's supply of chocolate. Valentine's Day is also a good day to send a hug to a climate scientist. Imagine how you'd feel if your job entailed being the target of relentless conservative witch hunts, hate mail, and death threats. It's a wonder they get any work done. So the folks at Climate Nexus say appreciate a climate scientist today, Valentine's Day, or any day. Give climate scientists a virtual hug on Facebook, Twitter, and blogs by using the hashtag phrase IHeartClimateScientists to remind them that their work is valuable and they're not alone. I don't have to imagine the hate and death threats at all. Welcome to the world of progressive media. For more on all of these stories and those we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider sponsoring the Green News Report so that we can stay on your public airwaves and derail the crazy train anytime we can. (laughs) From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report.